Good morning. I'm James Holman from the Washington Post, and this is the debut edition of the Daily 202's Big Idea. Every weekday, I'll offer this audio briefing with some analysis of one of the day's biggest stories, plus three other headlines to help you start your morning. Sunday brought three fresh illustrations of how perilous it can be to speak for President Trump. Back from his Russia trip yesterday morning, President Trump finally tweeted about his meeting with Vladimir Putin. He said, quote, sanctions were not discussed at my meeting with President Putin. That was funny because immediately after the Friday meeting with the Russian president, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, who was in the meeting, said the president had told Putin that members of Congress are pushing for additional sanctions over Moscow's interference in the 2016 election. It was one of eight tweets that Trump posted yesterday morning before he motorcaded off to golf. He touted a ceasefire he negotiated over parts of Syria with Putin and vowed to, quote, move forward in working constructively with Russia. Most notably, though, Trump tweeted, Putin and I discussed forming an impenetrable cybersecurity unit so that election hacking and many other negative things will be guarded and safe. That immediately drew ridicule and scorn from many conservatives in Congress, including Marco Rubio from Florida, who said, that's like partnering with Bashar al-Assad in Syria on chemical weapons. On ABC's This Week, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin defended the cybersecurity partnership Trump had just tweeted about as, quote, a very significant accomplishment for President Trump. He called it a very important step forward. He said, we want to make sure to coordinate with Russia. It's like any other strategic alliance, whether we're doing military exercises with our allies or anything else. But after Mnuchin gave a spirited defense of what Trump had tweeted, just a few hours later, the president backed off. He tweeted last night, the fact that President Putin and I discussed a cybersecurity unit doesn't mean I think it can happen. It can't. It wasn't just Mnuchin. Reince Priebus, the White House chief of staff, was on Fox News Sunday and went to bat for Trump on a bunch of different issues. The New York Times had reported on the front page of Sunday's paper that Donald Trump Jr., the president's son, along with the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and his then-campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, had sat down with a Russian lawyer who has close ties to the Kremlin last June. Host Chris Wallace asked the White House chief of staff about this meeting, and Reince called it, quote, a big nothing burger. He said it was about adoption and nothing out of the ordinary. But only a few hours after Priebus went to bat for Trump, the president's son issued a statement acknowledging that he had actually agreed to meet with the Russian lawyer only because she claimed she could provide potentially damaging information about Hillary Clinton. Then he said she brought up adoption after it turned out she didn't have the goods. This has happened a lot over the past six months, where administration officials have gone out and said one thing and then just a few hours later have found themselves undercut. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. It's do or die for the Senate health care bill. Mitch McConnell has the bitter solace of knowing that he was right. The 4th of July recess only made the health care debate much more difficult for his fellow Republicans. On the Sunday shows, key Republicans differed not merely on how to amend the bill, but also on whether a bill can pass at all. Bill Cassidy, the Republican senator from Louisiana, said he'd put the odds at 50-50 of getting something done. John McCain said, my view is it's probably going to be dead. Number two. Barack Obama has agreed to appear at a closed-door fundraiser event for the National Democratic Redistricting Committee on Thursday. Juliet Eilperin, who broke the story, says Obama's appearance highlights the balance he's trying to strike as his party seeks to regain its footing at both the state and national levels. Number three, 
In keeping with Trump's Buy American agenda, the Pentagon plans to more strictly enforce laws originating from the Great Depression that prioritize American manufacturers in producing military supplies. Aaron Gregg reports on a new memo from the Office of Management and Budget that provides guidance on how federal agencies should enforce such laws, asking them to limit exemptions and calling for them to draft policies to maximize the procurement of U.S. products, specifically mentioning steel, iron, aluminum, and cement. It's an example of one promise that President Trump is keeping. And that's the Daily 202's big idea for Monday, July 10th. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm James Holman. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.